welcome to You Are The Magic. I'm Alexis Jane, founder and CEO. I help my clients build bulletproof confidence to build the life of their dreams by creating boss babe mindset and strategies that actually work. I believe you are the creator of your own destiny with courage, determination, and deep desire to change your world. Anything is possible. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back to You Are The Magic. Today, I have the beautiful Laurel and Carrie. They're a mother and daughter team who are speakers and coaches, and they are from Keep Looking Up. So welcome to the show, ladies. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You're very welcome. So what was the magical story that and the motivation that got you started in becoming a mother-daughter team in speaking and coaching? Well, it started with me being about Laurel's age. Um, I was very intentional about wanting to get out of the corporate world, Alexis. So I had a mentor who encouraged me to take a day off of work and get in a very quiet space and very clearly write out the vision of the life that I would like it to be. Um, So I wrote out a lot about what kind of person I wanted to become. I thought that I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but didn't know what. So I wrote a lot of ideas around that. And because I got so clear that day on my vision, it started unfolding for me. Um, I, when I was pregnant with Laurel and I had a two-year-old son, I stepped into the world of network marketing. And that's what I did while raising my kids um, because it allowed me to work from home like I wanted to and how I'd written on that piece of paper and did that for many, many years, over 20 years. And then when uh, my kiddos went off to college I decided that I wanted to start speaking about vision and how it had worked for me and I created some content around it and have been teaching it now to, you know, thousands of people on how to get their vision out of their head and onto paper. And so Laurel can kind of pick up from, from there as to how, how we started working together on this mission. Yeah. So, you know, she mentioned she's done this for a couple of decades, not to age you by any means. You mentioned how long you <laughs> You know, I grew up watching her teach people about vision and understood the importance of it and, you know, what she was teaching people. But it very much at that point was teaching it from more of a business standpoint of helping entrepreneurs, you know, create a vision for their business and, you know, all the the good things that came with that. Um, But it really didn't come into play for my life. And it didn't really shift for us until we went through some big shifts of our own. Uh, When I was 20, I was halfway through college and we lost my dad to suicide. And for me personally, I was thrown into this whole different life that I didn't know. And I didn't understand what the future looked like because up until that point, everything had been pretty consistent for me. And so I just kind of went into this whole phase of really unsure of what was happening. You know, things started shifting for my mom and for my brother at the time as well, in terms of just a lot of moving parts. And it wasn't until I really started to understand that I needed to get really clear on my own vision for my life, because that was going to create a foundation for still having hope in my future. That was a very pivotal point for me. And so that was that first moment where I started understanding a lot more of what my mom had taught. And it wasn't until um, we unfortunately lost my brother by suicide as well, three years later, that after, you know, a journey of grief from that as well, we started realizing the power that we had together as a duo, starting to talk to people about how 
all of my mom's experience with her vision and then me understanding how important it was through adversity, how we can take that and teach that to other people to help them. You know, the forefront of it for us, though, was to share our story of adversity and then offer people ways to use that and work through their own stuff. You know, and that's when we decided to write our book that we didn't want to just tell our story and for people to be like, oh, that's so sad. You know, we're so sorry. We wanted people to read it and think, okay, they've gone through these, this two different times and they're giving me ways to actually walk away from anything I'm going through and to use that. So I'm excited for my future, no matter what happens. So it was, you know, uh, for me jumping in and working with my mom was kind of this organic thing that happened. And then for her, it was this organic progression of, I was teaching vision on a business end. And now, now we came together and are teaching vision to help people with their life through adversity. And it's, it's such a God and a universal thing of how it all manifested to where we are now. Right. It's so powerful. And it's, and I'm really sorry to hear for your loss and I couldn't imagine what that would have been like. And I love how you've created this to help people through life and business, creating something that is purposeful and meaningful to them. And I love how you said you started off in network marketing in at the very beginning, because that's kind of the beginning of my journey was network marketing and then coaching and how that all kind of like unfolded to where I am today. So I think that network marketing is a, an amazing platform and foundational start to start a business if you're wanting to start a business and you don't actually know what direction you want to take. And creating that vision and getting really clear on where you were heading, mm-hmm. and you said it started to unfold really fast. So what were the things that you'd written down on your big vision that really mm-hmm. started to manifest faster than you thought? possible? Well, you know, this was the early eighties, Alexis. So, um, or late eighties actually. And I was Laurel's age. I was about 27 or 28. And and in those days, and, and really true to form still today, you know, what you did is you followed the pattern of getting an education, getting a job, and then, you know, staying with the company and working up the ranks. And I just didn't do that very well. I just didn't like the nine to five drill and being told, how much money I could make and how much vacation I could have. You know, I'm very self-disciplined and hardworking. I just wanted to do it on my own terms. I just didn't know what that looked like because nobody had ever told me that I could. So I wrote a lot about um, having the lifestyle, being able to work from home, especially when we started having kids, um, being able to really raise my kids and know them and create some great relationships with them, um, traveling a ton, which we did. And then I noodled, you know, on a piece of paper, okay, if I was going to be an entrepreneur, what would it be? Because I, again, I didn't know. I'd never had been given the license to go and do that. So I wrote a lot of things like, it might be kind of fun to be in a company where there's a lot of women and maybe in the industry of skincare or health and wellness. And then I wrote that I'd love to be able to earn some trips and make a residual income. Um, Again, at this point, not knowing my company that I went into, I would just, I was just writing ideas. And I literally on the last line of one of those pieces of paper out of the blue wrote that someday it'd be fun to teach other people about visions and goal setting. And so what happened from that day, because now I know what happened that day, I was so quiet that, um, and I describe it in this way that I was collaborating with God. I was listening to God and and listening from my heart as to what I really wanted my life to look like and what God had in store for me. And so what happened next is I'd had my son and I was still working full time. 
and had him in daycare and hated that. And then I got pregnant with Laurel two years later. And that's when I got introduced to my network marketing company I joined, which is called Arbonne. And I just knew the moment it showed up, I knew that that was what I'd been looking for because it, it checked off all the boxes of what I wrote, right? So it is that thing we teach people to get really, really still with themselves because they have a purpose, And all they need to do is just get really, really clear about a vision of their ideal life and what their heart desires, because it, um, it will unfold when you take the time to get attached to it. So powerful. And the vision and the one thing that really, and that that I've written down is being quiet and still Mm -hmm. in such a fast paced world that we live in, that when we say slow down, People in my world go, what? What do you mean slow down? I've got to stop. It's slowing down and breathing and coming back into your body and uncovering who you truly deeply are to create that vision for yourself. Right. So I I love that. Mm. Right. Yeah, it's, it's there. We just are running from it. We're, we're, we're filling up our lives with all the busy stuff, right? All the stuff that other people are doing or other people are Uh, telling us that we should be doing. It's all the worldly noise that keeps us distracted from following the one thing that we're called to do. And there's lots of reasons why people, you know, fill up their calendars with busy stuff. It's, you know, we, we get rewarded for it in this world now, right? If you're not busy, then you're not doing anything. And it's tough to slow down. Um, even though I have a workbook on Amazon called Vision is Victory, Alexis, I produced it in 2015. You literally can buy it for 20 bucks and sit down like I did and write out your vision. I walk you through it. But very few people, even if they buy the book, will take the time and sit down and do it. But it's a game changer. It's everything. It's such a game changer. Mm-hmm. You know, what's kind of unique, I guess, about my story with my vision unfolding is I was at a place of I don't want to say desperation. I was just at a place of really seeking more joy. You know, the first time that, well, maybe not the first time I'd I'd heard my mom speak so many times before, but, you know, as I mentioned, I was, you know, going through the high high school and starting college in such a typical age, like, Oh, I've got this figured out. Like I know what I'm going to do all this stuff, whatever. And when we lost my dad, it was just, that was the first time I'd experienced such a huge shift and so much uncertainty when I was so sure of what was happening in my future and what it was going to look like, because I didn't know any different when I was forced to really sit down and write out my vision, I was at such a place of really just wanting to seek what was going to bring me the most joy. And I think being in that point, it's was a good thing that I was being forced to really dig deep because I didn't have another option at that point. I wanted so badly to feel excited about the future again and to feel hopeful that it was amazing the things that started to uncover and where the place that I was at that I was realizing I wanted to use what we were going through to help other people because I knew that was going to become healing for me. So we work with a lot of people out there at different places where, you know, they're either like my mom where this is their first time and they're you know, really trying to just discover themselves or we're at, we work with people that they're at a place like I was, they're like, I am so just desperate to know what's going to bring me joy and to have that feeling. And I think wherever you're at, it's, it's powerful what comes through and what's to really start unfolding when you write it down. hundred percent. And one thing that you just said then is uncovering what you 
what gave you joy? What brings you joy? And I find that when you ask people, like when I ask my clients, what do you want from life? I don't know. Well, what makes you happy? I don't know. And bringing the work that you do with the experience and everything that you've got from all of your life experiences is so powerful. So how did you really uncover and dig deep into finding out what does bring you joy? You know, one way that I figured it out, just my personal experience of where I was at was that I I uh, can tell when things fill me up is when I'm energized, when I'm physically excited and energized. And I just like, feel like I don't want that moment to end. And, and at that point for me, I was so miserable in my job that I was physically so tired all the time. I was drained and I'm like, what is wrong with me? And it was my first year out of college when I'd really sat down to write this and I was working alone. I was traveling alone. I was selling promotional items. Like it was just not where I needed to be. And I went back to, okay, I don't really know what I'm supposed to do next. I don't know what career I'm supposed to do next, but let me think back to any of my work experience. What brought me the most joy? When was I the most energetic? When did I have the most fun? And for me, that was the event industry. So I knew I was like, okay, I don't know what direction I'm going to go next, but I just know that I have to get out of this miserable job, be around people, be in that fast paced environment because I, I leave feeling so filled up by it. And so I took that next step of, I started just, assisting at weddings because I was like, I got to figure out some other avenue out of this. And when I would go to these weddings and I would physically feel so energized and so excited about what I was doing, I was like, okay, I know I'm taking one step in the right direction. Don't know what maybe the next 10 steps are going to be, but I know I'm moving in the right direction at this moment. Yeah. I love that. I love that. And it, where you first start is not where you're going to end up. And it is, it's taking that first step and then the next step and uncovering more of the things that fill you up with joy. Right. Yeah. I think it's also um, one of the things that's an indicator for me is if I'm feeling overwhelmed, um, then I know that I put too much on my plate that I don't need to be putting on my plate. And like Laurel, you know, if I get overwhelmed, then you just don't want to do any of it. Just totally drains you. You wake up in the morning thinking, ugh, instead of waking up going, I am so excited about this day. Um, so for me, um, it's a constant, I, I have to constantly check in on my calendar and look at what I've piled on and what needs to come off. Um, I get better at it every day. And Laurel's a huge help being a partner of mine because she's really, really good at um, making quick decisions around that. Um, so it's when, yeah, when people say I'm, I'm just, I'm just anxious all the time and I feel overwhelmed. It's a big indicator to me that they're doing a lot of things that they feel they should be doing, but not necessarily the best use of their time. I love how you said should be doing, we don't need to be doing anything and we don't have to should be doing things. And right. we, with the noise that's happening in the world, it's, well, I need to be doing this. Well, for what purpose? Like, what's the purpose behind it? Do you actually need to do it or do you think that you need to do it? Right. Yeah, and you know what's powerful too, and I feel like I've always fortunately been pretty decisive, whether those be big or small. And, um, you know, I'll take time to think on big decisions, but I've become very intuitive. But even more so, when you have that written clear vision, it's it's an easy question to ask yourself, of, is this going to match up and help me get closer to that vision or is it not? So then it's a simple answer of just, I don't need to spend my time on this because it doesn't match up to where I'm going. And it helps. It's so freeing because if people are so bogged down in their decisions, it's because they don't know what direction they're going in, if that's going to help them take that direction, if it's a good use of your time. And it's a lot more fun when you can just be like, nope, that doesn't serve me. (laughs) 
Yeah, 100%. And that question is so powerful. Is this bringing me closer to my goal and my big vision or is it not? And it's a simple yes or no answer. No, it's not going to get me closer, so no, I don't need to do that. Mm -hmm. I read. I think it's hard for for women in general to do that. Um, We work mostly with women in overall. I can just tell you because I've worked with so many of them that it's very hard to say no. Um, cause we want to serve, we want to people, please, you know, we love our friends and family and, and all the people around us. But unfortunately what we do is say yes to the things that really don't line up with where we want to go, like Laurel said. And so when you have that clear vision, it does become where you can create that habit of saying, you know what, it doesn't align. And so right now I'm going to have to say no. Um, you know, there's easy ways to say no, it doesn't have to be just no forever, but right now it just doesn't line up maybe i'll circle back around to it in a year or two we'll see but man is it freeing when you can say no to most of the stuff that you shouldn't be doing a hundred percent and i've created my life now that every wednesday i have off and i've actually just now employed my little sister to come into my business and do the things that i am not the best at (laughs) which is her specialty and she laughs like i don't know how you got to where you are with the back end. I'm like, yeah, that doesn't interest me. I want to help people. <laughs> I want to do yeah. the talking and the coaching and all of the things. And on Wednesday this week, my daughter was off school sick and it and we all ended up at a restaurant having lunch with my 95-year-old Nana because I've created yeah. that life for me and I didn't have to, and all my clients know I don't coach on a Wednesday and I'm quite not responsive. I still respond, but not as fast as I normally would on the other days. And being able to create that vision for myself that I never actually knew was going to really come into play. I thought, oh, that's what I want, but is it really going to unfold? And it has unfolded that way because I have been really strict with the boundaries of, no, I don't work on a Wednesday. Every now and then some client slips into a Wednesday and I'm like, how did that happen, Alexis? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the boundaries is, man, it's a topic that we talk about with our clients, with our young adult group that we have. It is I think people don't understand how important boundaries are just beyond friendship or relationship boundaries. It's boundaries, like you're saying, around your time that you know that Wednesdays are your days and you covet that. You know, you set those boundaries around it. It's the same thing around boundaries with your money. You know, of course, the boundaries with the relationships. It, it, to be able to create those healthy relationships and to implement those into your life is another key piece to beginning to that vision. Because if you have people surrounding you that aren't supporting that vision, if your time is not set with good boundaries, if you're not very clear around the boundaries with your money as you move towards that, it's not all going to piece together. So boundaries is definitely one of those hot topics too that we we continue to learn for ourselves and to continue to teach people as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a biggie. It's um, every client I've had, the very first thing we've had to do is not talk about what they should be doing to grow their business. The first two or three calls I usually have with them, Alexis, are, okay, what do we need to take off your plate right now? Because you have way too much going on. Um, And it's not easy, but that's why they come to coaches, right? To get that help, that handholding. But once they do it, it changes everything. That's totally game changing. Yes. Mm -hmm. And delegating, like you said, man, 
I don't know if that's just, I mean, I'm sure men have an issue with it too, but I feel like women especially have more of an issue with delegating. I don't know if it's just because we have this nature of being these, you know, massive multitaskers or whatever you want to call it, but we have the hardest time with delegating. And so it's powerful when you can push that off and say, you know what, like you said, the back end stuff doesn't interest you. You want to serve people and being able to push that off and delegate. It just opens up more time for you to be in your genius zone and, right. and doing what you should be doing. Yeah. And you're not leaking energy. I had a client that came to me and she had a leaky gut and I did exactly what you just said, Carrie. I went, okay, well, where, where is your energy going? What are you actually doing? And miraculously, she went to a doctor as well, but miraculously within a week after we'd pulled in all of the boundaries and stopped the leaking energy, her leaky gut started to heal. She's like, I can't believe how fast that happened. So because your energy and everything is connected, your emotions, your energy, like where you're leaking it and creating those boundaries, it's such a huge thing that I think that, like you said, women, we don't do it. I want to be the mum. I want to be the wife. I want to be the best friend. I want to be the business owner. I want to do the administration. I want to be the accountant. I want to be all these things. And it's like, well, where do I get to sleep? Where do I get me time? Where do I get to do me and be authentically me and have fun? Yes. Mm -hmm. I think so many women right now are really seeking that. Um, A word we've been using a lot lately is people feeling very unfulfilled even if they're financially successful or successful in their relationships, you know, they have it all kind of thing, right? There, there's something missing. And the something missing is that, that one thing, that purpose that they were sent here to carry out that only they can carry out. And that's the thing that knocks on you until the day you die, unless you follow that tapping. Um, But it's interesting isn't it that we just put so many labels on things that we call success. And it's really like you've been saying, Alexis, a lot of times about being, being able to be your authentic self. Yeah. And I think that's been, that's been one of my struggles is I thought that I had to be this person. I had to be this mother. I had to be the ex-wife and my ex-husband and I have an amazing relationship and I go over and have dinner with his parents and we have a wonderful time, but I had, I was, I was compart. I can never say that word compartmentalizing. Yes, I got it. <laughs> Myself into these different boxes when I'm I'm me. I don't right. need to be anything else other than that. And I was exhausted all the time and I couldn't figure out why I was so tired. And I was like, actually, you know what? That's not serving me. That's not serving me. That's not serving me. And I love how, that's what you teach women how to do because I think that needs, I think it's like a, it's in our DNA that we think that we need to do all these things when we really don't. There is help out there and we get to yeah, reach out to coaches just like yourselves and learn from your experiences. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing too how you're saying even you realizing your physical energy is lower and how you have this client with a leaking gut where we don't, we don't understand that when we are not feeling right physically or emotionally or mentally, it it all interconnects. And when you start to become healthier in one area and start working on the others, it's amazing how good you feel. And I think that can, you know, fix a lot more problems than people think they can (laughs) when they start getting a lot more clear on what they should be doing and how they're spending their time. And it could really fix a lot of issues that I don't think people ever think about are all connected. Yeah. Yeah. And having clarity, what you just said, being clear on where you're going and what you're doing. So when you do write that big vision, you've got clarity on the direction that you're heading. 
great. Mm-hmm. And you can't, like Steve Jobs said, you can't connect the dots moving forward, but you can connect the dots going backwards. And you started off in events and then you just followed the breadcrumbs to where you are today with all of the things that you've got going on. And one of my clients came to me in network marketing and now she has a finance coaching business that she never thought that she would have. But that's what excites her and that's what her background is and that's what she loves doing, helping women become financially independent and financially free by understanding what they're doing with their money. And she's like, if I hadn't started in network marketing and met you and got to here. So do you find that with your clients when they come to you, once they get clear on their vision, it's like they don't realise the direction that they actually have wanted to head? It's been really interesting because I've been working with so many people over the past eight years where they started and where they thought they were going when they got more clear on what authentically filled them up, gave them joy, um, and really pinpointed their zone of genius, how fast um, they were able to set a path in place. And, and some of them, yeah, it was, it was uh, something that led them to the next thing. And then the next thing. So, and because I've been doing this so long now, Alexis, I can look back on some of my clients and look at what they're doing now and go, wow, that is so amazing. And it started just because they took the time to sit down and really get, like I did, very clear about what the desires of their heart was, um, which then attached them to their authentic self, which most of them have lost big pieces of themselves along the way. Um, It just was reconnecting the dots back to that person, right? So yeah, it's been interesting. Very interesting. This is also why we, whenever we share with people of how to write their vision that we talk about to never get stuck in the how, because, you know, if we were to look back with these clients or even just our personal journeys, and I'm sure you could agree with your own personal journey, I would have never imagined it would be this way. You know, not even just the loss, just all the experiences I had in the event industry, writing this book and now speaking. And it's, I would have never imagined it this way, but all I knew was the why of why this was my vision and how I saw my life and what's super important to me and making sure I'm always taking steps towards that. And then everything else just kind of falls into place. And it's, it should be a freeing feeling for most of us. It's not because a lot of us want to have that control over that of, Oh no, I need to know what's going to happen. I have to have some idea, but we truly don't. And that's kind of a better way when you can just let God in the universe take over and just let that path unfold and just remind yourself why you're on it. Right. God and the universe, I love that because I got so caught up in the how and I know that when I'm starting to get exhausted, if I'm not aware of the words and the language that I'm using, I'm like, oh, I've dropped into that. How is this going to happen? How am I going to find a new client? How am I going to do it? It's like, no, drop back into the business. What actually matters? What really matters to me and what fills my love cup up and right. my joy? And I've started this year when new clients have come to me, I've asked them, when was the last time you had a proper belly laugh? when was the last time you had a proper belly laugh where your stomach hurt you were crying and you couldn't breathe and some of my clients can't even remember they're like maybe two years ago and I'm like whoa and they're like that's a really weird question to (laughs) to ask me when we're talking (laughs) about business like well if you're not happy in your life how are we going to create a beautiful business for yourself because all interconnected right I like that question. It's making me think too. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Laurel cracks me up every time I'm with her, just the things that she says. So we laugh quite a bit together just because she likes to make fun of me. (laughs) Yeah. 
like my little sister. She loves making fun of me. <laughs> right. <laughs> all in good fun. I mean, well, yeah. it's all in good fun and with lots of love, but it, she's, yeah. she's pretty funny. But yeah, we, I, I mean, we have, to, we have to remind ourselves that a lot too, because, you know, with us and what we speak about, it can get heavy at times. And I know, you know, no matter how you enter business or what your purpose is, sometimes that can be heavy, especially when you're serving other people. Um, you know, the enemy can attack you, especially when you're trying to do good and to help other people. And there's so many bumps along the way. And we have to remind ourselves, we're like, okay, if this is not fun at all, why are we, not, why are we doing this? If we're not having fun, if we're not serving people, if we're getting too caught up in the, you know, same thing as you, where's our next client coming from the finances, all these numbers. Instead, we have to go back to, that's not the purpose of this. And whenever you kind of reframe that and take a step back, it's really cool what starts happening from there as well of, you know, when you're stuck in that, I think people can feel it energy, you know, your energy being put off is not right. And so you have to really step back into that and remind yourself of if this is not fun, I should not be doing it. Yeah. And a few weeks ago, I'd been not, not even resisting, like the money was sitting in there to pay for my daughter's school fees. And I'm like, I'll get around to it. I'll get around to it. I haven't been going into the school and I like paying them cash because computers and things um becoming friends with anyway so I bring the score said how much do I owe I'm going to the bank right now I'm going to get all the cash out and give it to you walked in gave them the cash as soon as I handed over that money within five minutes I got a message from a client saying I don't want to pay you weekly anymore can I pay you everything up front I went oh that was interesting I wasn't even thinking about the lack of the money it was just me purely being lazy and not going into the school to pay but it was subconsciously draining energy from me and as soon as I committed to paying it I realized that I was having a huge week within literally five minutes of me paying that so you don't know what's what's draining your energy and there could be that one thing that you're just putting off because you and it's a five minute job and once you can commit to that everything starts to shift and change so how do people get in contact with you? Where do you hang out the most? What do you have for all of the listeners? So I am on Instagram the most. That is my platform. Love it. Got super into Instagram reels lately, which I will tell you, I've made a complete dork of myself, but <laughs> all over Instagram, um, definitely the best place to find me. Uh, I'm in, on Instagram as well and a lot on Facebook. And as a matter of fact, Laurel and I have a, a Facebook group um, called Vision Driven Life. So we invite people to come on into that group because we interact in there quite a bit and announce when we have boot camps and workshops and things coming up. And I also have a website at carrieconley.com. Love it. Love it. I have loved interviewing both of you and thank you for coming on my show and sharing your experience and your story and how magical you both are together working collectively to create big visions and dreams for people and helping them really come to life. Thank you for having us, Alexis. We really appreciate it. It was great fun. Yeah. Thank you so much. You're very welcome. Is there anything that we've missed that you would like to say that I haven't asked you at all? No, this was a great interview. Awesome. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. I Bye. thank you. We have come to the end of another epic interview. If you would like to see more of what I am up to, head over to my Facebook page, Instagram, LinkedIn, and let's connect. 
because I love gifting people who are dedicated to their transformation. When you like and tag me in an episode at the end of every week, I choose one lucky listener to have a free session with myself or one of my guests. Thank you again for tuning in. I am Alexis Jane. Remember, you are the magic. <laughs>